Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Many of us recall how my next guest, Martin Shanahan, kept his cool on TV as the anchor of CNBC, Joe Kernan, displayed his utter ignorance about Britain and Ireland uh, about a decade ago. It's also no- He's also known for luring hundreds of major companies to these shores and responsible for thousands of people being in jobs right now. He's got a new job as the partner of Grant Thornton and he is sitting in front of me. Martin Shanahan, how are you doing? Good morning, Joe. Can I start by playing a clip from that infamous interview with Joe Kernan on CNBC? Ireland's a very globalised economy, so we look to what's happening here as much as we do to what's happening in Europe, and we look to what's happening in growth. You have pounds anyway, don't you, still? We have euros. You have euros we in have Ireland? euros, yes, which, which has... Uh, Why you have euros a, in Ireland? A ...strong uh, recovery. Why wouldn't we have euros in Ireland? Huh? I'd use the pound. No, we, we've had the euro for some time and we're very happy with what it. What about Scotland? I was using Scottish... Uh, Scottish pounds. Yeah. Scottish so, pounds? So they, they use sterling. They use sterling? They use sterling. But, but we use euro. Mm-hmm. What? I, why would you do that? Why wouldn't we do that? Why didn't Scotland? No wonder they They're want to break the UK, away. We're not. Um, uh, Aren't you right next to... Uh, we're, we're very close, but uh, entirely separate. As sort you, of as the you same, know, well. uh, same island, isn't it? And in the north of Ireland, they, they have sterling. But they do? We, we use euro. Right. OK, now I'm smiling and you're smiling at that. How did you keep your cool in the face of such you know, lack of knowledge? Uh, I think, Joe, uh, uh, in the first instance, I probably didn't realise that uh, he, he wasn't was, joking. He was serious. Um, but uh, as the interview went on, it was clear that he genuinely didn't understand uh, the geopolitics uh, of Ireland or the geography, indeed, uh, of, of Ireland and the British Isles. A lot of people might have you know, reacted differently. I'm not sure what, what I would have done, having been, of course, an interviewer most of, my, most of my adult life. Anyway, you joined the IDA after Forfoss in 2014. Uh, uh, what was it like selling the country at a time of you know, real economic uncertainty? Yeah, obviously, we'd come through the financial crisis. It was a very difficult uh, period. Uh, unemployment had risen significantly. Uh, Ireland couldn't borrow in the international markets. Our reputation was... Um, Trashed. D- d- well, damaged, uh, certainly. And, you know, uh, we had to, to rebuild from there. And, you know, Ireland, you know, it was got back to doing what it is good at, which is attracting investment and uh, and trading. And uh, FDI was a key part of, I suppose, bringing us from where we were then uh, to where we are now. The economy uh, recovered uh, much more quickly, I think, than many of us might have uh, thought back in 2010, 2011. Uh, the, the investment came, the the, the job growth uh, came, and um, but but obviously, uh, going out selling Ireland is challenging. It's it's always challenging. There's always uh, things going on. You know, we went from the financial crisis uh, through to changes in U.S. administrations to uh, Brexit to a, a pandemic. There is always something going on, and. Uh, uh, I suppose my, you, my job then was, uh, uh, as as it is for my um, former colleagues in IDA now, is to sell Ireland, uh, no matter what's going on in the international context. Okay, and so when when you were out there in 2014, and Ireland was in a bailout program, did companies say, "Listen, we're not sure about investing in your country. It's not in great shape." Uh, 
Did they say that or were they too diplomatic to say that? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think, I mean, it was clear what the context was against which we were uh, selling Ireland and, you know, international investors and particularly the, uh, the ones which uh, I was dealing with are very sophisticated. They understand what is happening. I think they also understood, though, that the fundamentals uh, in Ireland w- were good and, you know, we uh, had a an offering, we had uh, available uh, talent, um, you know, we um, had, I think, done the right things uh, post the financial crisis. And I think there was a lot of uh, admiration for how Ireland had responded to where it had found itself, both uh, as a result of the financial crisis and obviously a, a self-made property bubble. And uh, and, and that lent, lent, I suppose, credibility to what we were offering. And then it's down to the fundamentals. You know, do you have, c- can you stand up uh, an international business in Ireland? Is the talent there? Do we have the offering in terms of advanced uh, buildings, property, rule of law, and so on? Rule of law and and and, and stable government hugely important. And um, t- I mentioned taxation in the <clears throat> excuse me in the newspapers there, and that is that is continues to be a problem. The fact that the high rate of tax, given the jobs that you were hoping to lure in back then. Um, they the higher rate of tax kicks in so early compared to other countries. Yeah, I mean, I think there's no question, but uh, relative to other jurisdictions, our income tax rates are higher. And uh, as you pointed out there, they, they kick in at a very uh, low rate. And, and, and that's a disincentive. But, you know, as in... As investors make decisions, they're looking at the entire package of what a country has to offer. And, you know, relatively, going back to 2014, uh, Ireland had a relatively good offering, um, uh, notwithstanding that we've been through a a very difficult period uh, post-financial crisis. One's kind of, I suppose, uh, mix of offering changes over time. Um, you know, we we have a, a, arguably a much um, better reputation, stronger economy now. Uh, we can point to any amount of uh, uh, stability, which is hugely important for international investors. But the rapid growth of the economy and recover, uh, recovery over the last 10 years has led to other issues uh, around the carrying capacity of the economy, whether that's housing, housing or energy and the, the infrastructure. So, but again, I would say, Relatively, Ireland uh, has performed very well, continues uh, to perform well, uh, remains attractive to uh, foreign investors. We've seen that um, in recent weeks. While while global foreign direct investment is subdued, it hasn't got back to the levels uh, of uh, pre-pandemic investment. But, you know, it's not back at 2019 levels yet. Uh, and, and that's due to, I suppose, all of the things that we know, whether it is uh, inflation, higher interest rates to combat inflation, geopolitical issues and so on. Ireland still is winning investment. We've seen very significant recent uh, announcements uh, of very substantial investment, whether it's in semiconductors or in uh, medical and, technologies. And many, many of them, Martin, are outside the capital city. Uh, is that one of your prouder achievements, the fact that you can lay the ground stones for uh, for development outside the capital, so that there were kind of these warehouses were plug and play for would be investors. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, when I arrived in uh, IDEA in 2014, uh, one of the key challenges was to win more investment uh, for regional uh, locations. And for the first time, we set regional targets to increase. Uh, investment into each region by at least 30 to 40%. Uh, that required um, 
idea itself, developing uh, land solutions, um, uh, particularly um, uh, utility intensive sites. So you have everything there for uh, companies to come in and plug and play. Exactly. And also build buildings that these companies can go into because outside of Dublin, there was no prospect of the private sector doing that outside of Dublin or maybe Cork. Mm -hmm. And uh, IDA has, you know, implemented. Well, I I suppose it's just a a fact and one gets on with it then. And, you know, uh, and um, I suppose the state uh, via IDA uh, was kind of a developer of last resort to go and do those things. But that, I would say, programme has absolutely borne fruit, which we're still seeing the uh, results of today. Now, tell us about what you're doing with Grant Thornton. Yes, so I've uh, joined Grant Thornton as uh, a partner and head of uh, industry and FDI, unsurprisingly, I guess. (laughs) Uh, And, um, you know, my uh, my new role will involve, I suppose, uh, helping um, uh, uh, Grant Thornton and uh, working with my new colleagues at Grant Thornton to uh, develop our international um, business offering and uh, and to uh, develop our offering for foreign direct investment, particularly in sectors like technology, uh, medical um, uh, technologies, biopharmaceuticals. Uh, we've already, um, you know, strengthened uh, those uh, sectors, and it's about uh, continuing to do that. Working with our uh, partners in uh, Grand Thornton, US, uh, t- uh, to leverage the strong investment relationship between Ireland and um, and the US. Well, we wish you best of luck with that. Uh, that is Martin Shannon, a partner with Grant Thornton, but previously the boss of the IDA. Breakfast business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.